here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Evan Pondstingle, the author of King's Island, A Ride Through Time. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Aiden from Coaster Viking 05, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hello, this is Brennan, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Ben Grant from Ben Grant Music, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Chloe Ferreira from Mice Chat, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Cameron Lau, Cameron Coasting on Instagram, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the coaster challenge? Yes, I accept the coaster challenge. Do you accept the coaster challenge? Mm-hmm. Coaster challenge podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both your Coaster ears. challenge podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the coaster challenge? Yes, I accept the coaster challenge. Do you accept the coaster challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please, secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, Kim Dykes. Hello, everyone. This is Kim, one of the producers for the Coaster Challenge podcast, and I'm happy to have a new guest joining me today. Extreme Thrills, a highly successful digital content creator, is here to share his story with us. Welcome to the podcast, Extreme. Hello, everybody. I'm Extreme Thrills, here to tell my story, my roller coaster story. Well, we are all clear and out of here and ready to hear it. I've already learned a bit about you through chatting with you on social media and watching some of your videos, and I'm excited to learn more. Please share with our audience a few things about yourself as it relates to your love of roller coasters and amusement parks. Um, so I grew up watching roller coasters on YouTube. Um, I love to travel. Uh, anything that have to do with roller coasters moving around uh flat rides anything with amusement parks i'm there for i'm gonna know it i'm gonna look for it um i just i go to sleep thinking about roller coasters waking up thinking about roller coasters that everything is roller coaster. it's you know how everybody have that one hobby aside from going to amusement parks that is my hobby <laughs> i love it is i love it that is absolutely incredible i'm a lot the same way. Now, we have this thing here. I don't know where you're from if you deal with this as much. I, I'm from Kentucky. So we have this thing called an off-season where I have to, <laughs> unfortunately, be pulled away from coasters for work and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I've got fitness as my other hobby, but no, no worries. I've oh. got my coaster tattoos and different stuff too. I'm very much the same way if they're not, <laughs> but if they're, if they're yeah. not physically in front of me, <laughs> they're in my brain. Um, do you all have an off season <laughs> where you're from? Um, yeah, we have an off season. Uh, well, sort of an off season um my home park is great adventures i'm from brooklyn new york oh, okay. so we, we have the holiday in the park but you know they closed down some rides for for some time so mm-hmm. even 
Then the select the rides that are open, that's 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 doable for me. I'm I'm there. But I love I never used to love my home park. I used to think, uh, oh, why can't we have this coaster coaster? But I grew I I've grown to love it for what it is. I went to Six Flags Great Adventure for the first time last July, and we had a great experience there. And I mean, I don't know if it was just because it was new and different. I've heard some negative things about it, but we had a great time. It was actually that and Fiesta, Texas are my favorite Six Flags parks I've been to so far. Yes. Fiesta, and Texas I is like a becoming a top tier in my oh, eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually have an upcoming interview with their park president next Wednesday. Oh, Jeffrey Siebert. So I'm really excited about that one too. Okay. Okay. That's, that's good. Yeah. He's got a lot happening there. Okay. So we are going to get started with the interview part of our conversation. The first part of the interview is kind of what we refer to here on the podcast as the roller coaster time capsule or time traveler, where we're going to go back through your history of riding coasters to the year 2023 and talk about things that you're currently doing and things that you look forward to in the future. So the first question that we always like to ask our guests as we enter the roller coaster time traveler is what is the first coaster that you remember riding? The first coaster I remember riding and I will never forget is the Jumbo Jet in Coney Island Astroland. It was um it's it's sort of like the 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 wizard it goes around and the circle goes up and then drops. Yes. Mm-hmm. At, at that time I think I was about 5 but I just made the height limit. So those kind of drops for my size really it, it dropped my stomach. That was, that was a big drop. Yeah, it was a big drop for me. So I was just like, oh, oh. I was like, uh, I was like, I want to go on again. Like mm-hmm. I was scared, yeah. but I wanted to go. Like I was always scared, but I was like, no, I want to go. I want to go because it's the feeling in my stomach. I know I'm going to feel it, but it's yeah. like I'm scared at the same time. It was it was interesting, but that was my first favorite coaster. Do you remember how old you were approximately? I, I was I just turned five. Oh, okay. So you were a little guy. Yeah, I was a little guy. I had just turned five. And that's when I learned I love roller coasters. Awesome. Coney Island, that's one of those areas I haven't been to yet. On on my last, actually, I shouldn't say my last, my first East Coast trip, which was last July, we were able to get to Six Flags Great Adventure. We did Hershey Park, Dorney. We went to Dutch Wonderland, Nick Universe. Mm-hmm. Did you Sesame, we went to Sesame Place and um, oh, Knobles. I have to get there too. We made it up there, but there are so many coasters on the East Coast. There was no way to do it all. Long <laughs> <laughs> trip. We don't need to stay longer. There's so much. So um, this year, I'm going to tackle the Northeast somewhat i've got a whole list of stops but i'm still i'm still not gonna have time to get into coney island and all that so i'm gonna have to make a separate trip one of these years because i'm still gonna get the boardwalk parks and stuff yeah that entire park is in perler the entire park is in perler fun 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 that'll be something different um it's probably gonna take me i don't know 
four or five trips <laughs> to get all of those places so, in. But yeah. we're gonna, that's one of the things that's fun about this hobby is there's always places to go. Always places to go and you meet new people. What you said. Every time I think I've met as many people as I'm going to meet. No. And people find me. It's like David was telling you before this interview started. It's still really shocking to me that people are starting to recognize me in parks. I mean, like I can be literally anywhere. It happened in New Jersey. It's happened in Ohio. It's, I mean, Florida. I mean, people just walk up to me and they know who I am. And they're starting to recognize us from the podcast too. So it's it's great to realize like the impact we're having on people. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, you're not done. There's there's still more people to meet. It, it just oh oh yeah oh yeah. It just it, it just amazes me that having an interaction with me can be that meaningful to someone that I've never met before. Oh no, that's the good part about going to the parks and meet new people. And there's always good energy in the parks. Always, you know? always. And that's there's never a bad day. No. In no. a park. And I don't if I'm having a bad day, I go to the park and I'm as soon as I step in the park, my days just change. Yep. You know? People complained like, you know, about Iron Gwazi going down. When we were there on our spring break trip. I found it surreal because that's almost a thousand mile drive for me to sit in the Iron Gwazi station with no one there. You know, it was very peaceful. We waited that whole thing out and we were the only people in line when they reopened it. <laughs> oh, hey, all right. They reopened it. All right. Yeah. So, like I mean, that was like one of those moments of, I don't know if this is a smart move or not, but we're going to find out. And that was one of the best decisions we ever made. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So going back into the time capsule, you've told us about your coaster, the jumbo jet that got the love of coaster starter from you. A common theme I hear people talking about in lines is, you know, how scary is it? Is the coaster scary? Looking back on the coasters, you've what is the one that has scared you the most? Um, this was recent actually. This was in 221 um Six Flags Magic Mountain X2. Yes. <laughs> Tell me more because that is the only coaster on the planet I'm actually nervous to ride. I want to hear your take yeah. on this. I wasn't nervous at all. I wasn't nervous, but we, you know, I when I woken up, like you know, I seen I seen the big Raven turn. I said, okay, I get into the station, and I I sit down. The one thing that bothered me was the restraints. That's what made it scary. So like the it's like a it's like a hard book bag. Uh, you close the restraints like a uh, jacket, and then you push it down. Did it bang you your it head? Down. No, it don't bang your head, but it does bang your calves. It bangs your calves, so you get off with hurting calves in the back of your legs. You, the back of your legs are hurting when you get off. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it, it it's a it's a good ride. Um, when you get off the lift hill, you do the little dip, and then 
you flip, you drop on your head. Yeah, and make sure you, you turn on your head, you drop, and then you just, you, you're going from there. And the last, the last Raven turn, the very last turn before the break is the most intense part. That's what I've heard. I have. There was a previous guest that told me on that very last Raven turn to put my hand behind the back of my head. Yes, do that. You have to do that so too. So it doesn't hit. I didn't bang my head as hard, but you know, I learned to like lean forward a little bit. But okay, yeah. lean forward. Okay. Yeah, lean forward to put your head back. But it's a it's a good ride. Yeah. But it, it it scared the crap out of me the first time. I was I was like, oh my gosh! I was just I was just in a maze. Like I never hold on when I'm on a ride, but mm -hmm. I was holding on on this one. Like yeah, okay. I was. Holding on. And I actually had another guest. This is this coaster has been a really popular topic with guests that I've interviewed. Just actually, one guest told me he flat out blacked out on that drop. He'd never blacked out on a coaster. I had someone to um say that. Someone said they uh they blacked out on that. And, and I've had so I love a good gray out, but I've never had a blackout and I can't say that I want one. <laughs> and then I'm like, what the hell? You blacked out going head first down a drop. <laughs> I'll take the gray out, but blackout, no, I wanna I wanna see the whole route. I, yeah, well, and he said he said they actually like when he was in the station, they're like, "Sir, you have to get off of the ride." Like he was still sitting there, just like halfway stunned, trying to come off. It of did. It. And one thing I have been told is to ride towards the front at first, and then graduate backwards if I so choose to do so to the back. See. I didn't know which way was the front or the back. I was just so excited to ride. I just took mm -hmm. a seat. And the the station was empty. There was barely nobody in the park. I went around in September. The station was empty. And I just oh. took a seat. I thought it was the front seat. Come to find out, it was the back seat. Oh. I didn't know we go up the lift hill backwards. Right. You go up the lift hill backwards with the seat rocking. So I was like, all right. Oh, the back. And yeah. <laughs> and when did you ride it? This was September 2021. Oh, okay. I went September 8th to the 13th, yeah. California is one of the big areas in the United States that are on my list of places to visit. I haven't gone yet. I'm hoping within the next... Realistically, I'm thinking... Uh, two to three years. I'll make it out there. Then after, once I finally make it to California at some point, it's, it's my goal to get over to Europe. But with inflation and everything, I've had to really focus on places that we can drive to for the most part. And um, hopefully by the end, my, my, my kids are getting older. So my son has a job. By the time a dog can start working, you know, pulling in some money, that sort of thing. <laughs> California will get closer to become a reality. Was a, I had to say for that one. Yeah, I did. And that, and I, I've already told him, I said, we make that trip. I said, that may very well be the only major road trip, of the, the only major trip of the year. You do that. 
you do Cali, you might as well stay out there for two weeks and hit everything because the parks yeah. are spread, they're spread out. They're like mm-hmm. two or three hours spread out. So it makes sense. And that's what I've been told. You go out there and allow enough. And that's what I do when I go on trips. I allow enough time to do it and do it right. I'm a school teacher, so I'm off during the summers, which is nice. So when I go, like, I mean, even when we went to Six Flags Great Adventure, I spent about two and a half days total at that park. You know, I really want to have time to experience the park. You know, not just ride every coaster once and leave, or, you know, especially the good ones. I don't do that. I don't do that. And And the good ones, you know, the great coasters. The bucket list ones. I want to ride enough times to remember it. Yes. Because if I don't remember it, it you know it just falls into the mix. After you ride so many coasters, you start to forget the experience. And I, that's why we show we th- we show up through the week during the summer when typically crowds are low, and that'll give us enough times you know to get in some good marathons and stuff and ride enough times to where I retain the experience. Until the next visit. Okay. So let's go back to this scary coaster known as X2. What about it when you were looking at it scared you? And how were you feeling when you approached the station? Um, so when I approached the station. I'm just looking at the you know the big X2 sign and then I'm looking at the lift hill. But before I even got in the Six Flags Park, I was in my Uber riding past it because you can't, it's an angle that you can't see the first drop and the uh the first turn inside of the park. You can only see it outside of the park driving past it. So mm-hmm. I was very close driving past it and it seemed so huge, like something for a giant, like it was just big. So I was like, this is massive. This is really massive. I said, I got to get in this park. <laughs> so I got in the park. So when I got in the uh, parking lot, I had to wait uh, 15 minutes because I was early. That's how excited I was. I was early, 15 minutes early. And I went straight to the back. I was the mm-hmm. uh, I was the first person in the station. And I just took the, I just took the uh, one of the end seats. But walking up to the station, I was like, I'm finally about to ride X2. I've been watching these videos since I was a child. Uh I'm finally about to ride it. And it was well worth the wait. I can say that. I think uh, I've been introduced myself to X2 on YouTube around nine or 10 years old. And I've obsessed with it. I was obsessed the way. It, it was just photogenic, the drop, the turn, the curves. It was just a coaster, like, I can look at all day. But, yeah. Wow. The picture you've just painted in my mind. It's got, it's this combination of fear slash excitement at the same time. It's I'm like not, a air. <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything as far as coasters go. Except this makes me a little bit nervous, but I want to find out more. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> so, so, so after you got off of that first ride, how were you feeling? My legs was wobbling. <laughs> Your legs. legs. But I went right around back to the entrance. 
I loved it. I was amazed. Okay. Um, I was stunned. Uh, it didn't let me down. Um, the only downside was, you know, the calves. But other than mm-hmm. that, I got over the harness situation, and you know, I still held on. I didn't let go because <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I, I enjoyed it. it. It's not a ride you can complain about, but you know, some people find something to complain about. But I loved it. You're the first person that's told me about this calf thing. I've had other people talk about their head. I've heard other people talk about a headache. I haven't heard anything about the legs. The legs. But I'm curious. I'm definitely yeah. curious now. What, if any, impacts on your life did riding that coaster have? Um it taught me um because I felt like I was gonna fall out. <laughs> I did feel like I was going I didn't like the restraints. So it had it impacted a little bit more fair, but you can always trust the manufacturer. Yes. You can, <laughs> you can always trust the manufacturer, and I do. I trust them. Um it had a real big impact on me. It was I looked at coasters a different way now. After that, I, just, I, I looked at them in, at, in their own way. Being that X2 is the only one in the United States, the only mm-hmm. kind of its kind, you know, I, I, it just brought a whole new feeling over me. Like, I wrote this. This is the only one in the United States. I felt good. It just made it, it was like a better feeling about myself. I don't know what mm-hmm. about it, but it just made me feel better. So, yeah, I was actually having that same conversation with what you just talked about with a student of mine at school today. Um, She was asking me about a roller coaster and she was telling me how her and her friend thought they were going to fall out (laughs) of a roller coaster. And I was telling them the same thing you just said. I said, look, I said, "These, these things are designed to create something, you know, called airtime. You're supposed to come out of your seat. They're designed to do that. You are safer on that coaster than you are in a car. Trust me. <laughs> you are I not. Say that all the time. Yes. You are not going to fall out of the coaster. Just trust I it. Wish I, just, I, I wish I could just take your voice and just project it every time somebody says something like that because it's just like, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they don't realize you you don't have to stay for yourself to stay in there. You're 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 not coming out. It's it's what they're designed to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 definitely a uh new feeling when you experience airtime and that sort of thing for the first time. But for me too, that's like my that's like going to the beach for some people. For me, that airtime and stuff, that's like my stress relief. Really <laughs> Whew, I love yes. it. <laughs> Once it all go out of your body, then you can do anything. All right. So we just talked about, you know, scary experiences. And as enthusiasts, particularly when you travel, one of the most fun things are these random, crazy, unexpected moments that just kind of happen and <laughs> leave you laughing hysterically sometimes in shock and disbelief at what's just actually occurred looking back on your travels and all the coasters you've ridden people you've hung out with what would you say has been your craziest moment ever 
in a park or on a coaster. This happened exactly one year ago today. That's crazy. Exactly one year ago today, wow. I was at Six Flags New England. And I love the back row. I love sitting in the back. I love getting whipped around. I was on Wicked Cyclone. Somebody sat in the front of the seat and on the drop, they got sick and wet the whole train. No. So from then that from that day on, I have PTSD every time I sit in the back, bro. Yes, that was the craziest. Yep. So it and got I, on you. It got I, I felt like on the drop, I just felt like um a little drops and then I smelt it and no. then I, I had the whole ride. So oh, the longest ride ever. And Wicked Cyclone is a short but long ride, yeah. but you duck your head and you don't know where you're going. That was a long ride. I bet that was the longest ride of your entire life. Oh my god! It was some angry riders. It was I some angry riders. The only thing I've seen similar to that, we were in Texas. I think it's at Fiesta, Texas. I want to say it's like the world's biggest pendulum ride. I think it's Joe. Yeah, I know we were talking. Yeah. Fantab fantabulous ride, by the way. Anyway, we saw a guy puke on the ride. And it it wasn't on our ride, thank God. But it did. Everyone around him was affected. And I <laughs> oh, that would be hard to take. I feel their pain. Because <laughs> that's that's Oh, you got to know your So did you, what did you do after that? Did you stay at the park? Did you go buy some clothes? What'd you do? I remember, and mind you, it was my first day at the park. Any any park I go to, I do two days and then yes, I go home. So always. First day at the park. Mm -hmm. um, it was six o'clock. The park closed at eight. I said, you know what? I'm going to go and ride Superman. But I said, nah, I can't bear the smell. I went and washed my face. The smell was off of my face, but you know, okay. my sweater. So I just went back to my hotel room, took a shower, put my clothing bag, and you know, washed that and had a, a new day when I went back to the park. Like everything was, you know, but I, I rode the front and everything that entire day. I just rode the front. Bless your heart. That's that definitely puts a I new thought, perspective on the backseat. I, I, I always thought about that happening and it actually happened. Wow. Yeah. That's something I've never thought about. <laughs> it's gonna be stuck in my brain. I thought about it a lot, but I, I'm okay. You know, PTSD yeah. is gone. I'm okay. Life happens. Roller coaster yeah. happens. I'm... And that is a rare thing. The likelihood, the likelihood of that happening. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's rare, but I'm okay. <laughs> I don't. Bl I don't blame you. I would be. I was furious. I was so bad. I was upset in my over that mind. too. I, was, you know, I just went back to my room. I've my always loved the back row, but I do think that would make me want to head towards the front too. Back row, and it was Wicked Cyclone. Wicked Cyclone has crazy airtime. Yeah, I've heard great things about that ride. That's a park I haven't been to yet either. Mm -hmm. On one of these. East Coast trips. I'm going to get up there this year. I think the only one, the only Six Flags park I'm going to have time to hit on our Northeast trip this year is going to be Darien Lake. 
Darian, like, oh, I haven't been to that one yet. No. Okay. All right. So, as enthusiasts, I know a common topic of discussion, I know, in a lot of my Facebook groups and stuff, as you know, are coaster rankings. What are your favorite coasters? You know, what's your favorite? What's your favorite coaster? What's your least favorite coaster? What's your favorite coaster made by different manufacturers and so on? Of all the coasters you've ridden, what would you say is your number one greatest of all time favorite coaster? My number one greatest is I-305. I love it. I love that thing. Very respectable. Yes. Tell me more about that. What do you love about it? Um, For me, um, in the coaster, I look for speed and intensity, and it has that the twist and turns, the uh, high-speed uh, hill, and, you know, the little pops of air time. Yes. When I first, um, because, you know, Carowinds have uh, uh, B&M Intimidator, but, you know, it's not as intense. So when yeah. those two first came out, I saw both POVs, and I thought the one at Carowinds was better. So when I actually rode I-305, well, before I rode, I'm like, this, I'm like, it just has a 300-foot drop and just does twist and turns. It don't really mm -hmm. do anything. But it, it it told me something when I sat down in that seat and I left that lift hill. It told me something. And I, I, I grayed out. I grayed out on the turn, came back, and it was just speed. It was just whipped side to side. The but, laterals on that thing are insane. Oh, it was so... Fun. It was. I have never felt anything like mm -hmm. it. That was, it just it met my exact needs. Like Fury is great and all, yeah. but I felt I feel like three hundred five is for me. I totally get that. I had the opportunity to marathon both coasters on back to back days last year, which is nice for me because I really wanted to be able to get a full comparison. Mm -hmm. you know, a Fury to Intimidator 305. And I'm not going to lie, Intimidator 305 was one that had to grow on me. When I first experienced it back in 2022, I don't know why I was just a bit overwhelmed. I mean, not overwhelmed, underwhelmed. Like, it had a good drop. I did. Every, I think everybody gets a gray out, you know, down there going yeah. through that turn. But... It just didn't, I guess, wow me. But I'm also one, too, that will give coasters that are supposed, especially coasters that are supposed to be great, every opportunity, you know, to see if I can learn to like it better and that sort of thing. You know, with more rides, try different roads. I'll try adjusting my rider form, you know, how I'm riding and what I'm doing. And that happened for me last year with Intimidator 305. Now, I will say, I still do prefer Fury just because of the grace. You know, just the grace, the flow, the ease of writing. I'm, it's not, just mad at, I'm not mad at your opinion either. I do uh -huh. get what you're saying. I, I put Fury under Intimidator because I've never seen a BNM move so fast like mm -hmm. that. So I do this get is true. For that. I stepped in a parking lot and Fury was like, I said, that's mm -hmm. a BNM. Yeah. <laughs> they give totally different forces. Now I will say I got 
It was 32 rides on Fury the day before. And then uh, the day I did Intimidator 305, I got I, I did 31 rides total that day. And so um, the thing I found that really made me like the ride better, it's currently my number 11 overall. Now that may adjust... I've got some things, you know, trips I'm taking and stuff this year. It could still bounce back up. I don't see it moving down. But um, <laughs> I really, one of the things I found I needed to do with, especially with those laterals, wasn't just to keep my hands up, but wasn't just to move with the ride, but move more forcefully with the ride. That for me made it better, you know, with those laterals. So it didn't, you know, snap my neck or whatever as much. I just had to literally like throw myself with it. <laughs> and for me, <laughs> that helped. And the gray out, I love a good gray out. And I knew just keep your eyes on the airtime hill. That little airtime hill you're talking about, I love it. Because yeah. it's, and, and every single time I would just watch the airtime hill. And I knew as soon as I popped up, my vision would immediately boom. <laughs> it's like a long floater. It's so amazing. Yes. And the, the thing, and I guess the thing I appreciate, appreciate about Intimidator 305 is that is not a ride. Everyone can even ride more than once. So for me, it's kind of like the thrill of the chase. Uh -huh. What can I do to conquer this beast? <laughs> What's it going to take? Um, because I'd been to the park before. So when we showed up that day, I did uh seven, I did 17 rides that morning, went and had lunch, then went back to Twisted Timbers. I did 14 rides on that, went and had dinner. <laughs> I made it back to Timidator 305. They'd only cut it down to one train, so it slowed me down a little bit. But I, I did 14 more rides. I finally got a night ride on it. So I mean, even though I have a slightly different opinion mm -hmm. from Intimidator 305, I I have mad respect. Oh, I give, I give respect to Fury as well. Yeah. And Fury is not my number one. Fury is my number six overall. But they are both masterpieces of a ride for what they are. Yes, they and are. what they're designed to do. And I think it just really, it's a matter of apples and oranges. What's your preference of forces? Because they're so different. But they're so great in their own way. Yeah, yeah, oh, great. And I, I love the fact that you said I'm not going to get mad about your opinion because my opinion is if you if you get mad over somebody's opinion of coasters, you need to go find another hobby. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah. And there's, everybody, there's yeah, and everybody's body is different. My experience at five foot three is going to be a lot different from somebody that's a foot taller than I am. You know, just different bodies experience things different ways. And I'm going to feel things differently at my age than a 16-year-old kid. I mean, it's just the nature of a ride. And there, there are no wrong answers. If it makes you happy and you're having fun, go for it. That's what it's all about. Right. All right. So I-305 is your favorite coaster. Let's go to the opposite end mm. of the spectrum. Okay. What would you say is your like least favorite one and done one and done coaster? If you have any, don't ever want to ride it again. 
Um, I do, but that will definitely that may change after the conversion, which is Grizzly. Yes. At oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I rolled like you know how you um you're you're driving a car and you put one hand behind a uh, seat to look back and you I was holding on like that for their life. I didn't, oh. I didn't know what was going to happen to my back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I got off that, the one time I wrote it, the one time I wrote it, yep. <laughs> back in 2020, back in 2021, I said, I think the thing has got to have square wheels. That was, that was my response. It was so bad. And bad. when we returned last year, I walked straight past that thing. <laughs> I, I, rode in first, I rode in I rode in the first row. I went April 2nd last year. I rode in the first row. Uh-huh. And that was it. It wasn't bad. It was it was okay. But the last I always go to the last row and that's where I beat myself up at. But it was all right in the first row. Okay. Well, I am very excited for the work that that yes. car is putting into that coaster. And I, I do think it's going to be really good when it's finished. Gravity Group redid a large part of Beast of Kings Island. I don't yes. know. Have, I don't, have you been able to ride that since the retrack? Um, no. I They've retracted it uh, after my visit. Uh, okay. Yeah, after my Yeah. And I'll tell you, now, Kings Island is a park I consider my home park, even though I live in Louisville, Kentucky. Kings Island's a couple of hours away. My son actually works at Kentucky Kingdom. It's about 20 minutes from my house, actually about oh. seven or eight minutes from the school I teach at. But Kings Island's just the park that we visit more, largely just because there's more to do. You know, it's a, it's a, there's just more there. And um, the base, I'm telling you, it was getting rough. Rough, rough, rough. Yes, and it, um, it was putting bruises <laughs> on my ribs, different stuff. And I, I got to the point where I didn't want to ride it unless other people insisted that we ride. So, you know, I'd go around a two on it. Row 17 was bearable. But since what, Gravity Group what did their magic on it. It's, okay. it's okay. a lot better. It. It's a whole lot better. And they've done it. great work at Racer on Kings Island as well. Real good oh, they works. On Racer yes, they oh. redid the blue side last year. The red side is complete this year. I've not been back on the red side yet, but I'm going to ride that when we go back. We're going to go back. I think the date is May 7th. It's on a Sunday. I'm going to ride okay. then. And I've, I've heard really good things about it. But I'm telling you, all of the Gravity Group retracks I've been on recently, it's absolutely outstanding work. That's good. I, I remember in the on the Beast particularly, going into the tunnel, like I would literally have to brace my neck or oh, it oh. would hurt. I actually had to retrain my brain last year. I caught myself a number of times tensing up. Like, you can actually relax now. This is okay. It's not going to hurt you in any row. 
they they did a they did a good job. Didn't sound like it. Yeah, they've done they've done a real good job, and you can ride in any any row, you know, and it's it's a painless ride. Wheels of all yeah. costs avoid the wheels. So if there's so, hope for that, mm-hmm. there's great hope for Grizzly. <laughs> I hope <Yes>. so. <laughs> and me, you and me both. So you've t- I've seen through your videos and stuff that you have visited a number of amusement parks of those parks that you've visited what are your favorite parks that you've been to and what are some parks on your bucket list um my favorite parks that i have been to uh, i have three i'll consider my home park my favorite but that don't count so universal islands of adventure that's a favorite part because of the theming and it's mm-hmm. very immersive. Like it's so magical. Like yes. It's a great experience. Um, my second one, Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, because of first of all, the quarry roll just brings out a whole different environment for the park. Doesn't it? And the lineup is is just great. And they all they're mm-hmm. always getting new additions. So their park is most likely up to date. It's kind of up to date. Um, there's they have everything for family, children, adults, but the wall of all things to me is what stand out because they also use it when it's um holiday in the park. They use that as a pro- the wall projector, and Ooh. it's like a whole show on the wall. That would be yeah, interesting to see. That's one of my favorite parks as well. Nobody really talks about that park, really. Well, as as I know of. I think they need to start talking about Fiesta, Texas, because it's coming up there. Well, I'll tell you, your home park and Fiesta, Texas, those were my two favorite new parks that I visited last year. And, you know, they're amongst my favorite parks that I've been to. I love Islands of Adventure as well for the same reasons that you do. Like, oh, yeah, I like the Seuss area. It just fits my personality. It's weird. <laughs> Big, quirky, funny. Like, I don't even have to have a coaster. I can just sit there in that little area and just be in my I happy love- little place as long as I want to be. It's great. Um, it. And the, the quarry wall you're talking about at Fiesta, Texas, that was something that really got me on Iron Rattler was how they utilize that mm-hmm. that drop you know and yeah. it's 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 like it's an essential element of the ride <laughs> yeah the it's ride impressive. wouldn't be the ride without it that but, or super mm-hmm. superman the wall and yeah superman and iron rattler and it's just fantastic but iron rattler was just more unique to me the yes. way they used the wall and well, and the drop on Iron Rattler, that's like the most unique drop on 100%. any coaster I think I've seen anywhere, period. End of story. I, I wasn't expecting that right. at all. And then when we hit that drop off, like, all, I'm like, what was that? It's just, <laughs> it's not an experience that you get. No. I don't care what other RMCs you've ridden, you're, you're, you're not going to get that experience. Anything even remotely like at any place else. Nope. And um, great adventure. Man, I mean, 
King to Ka, Jersey Devil, El Toro. That's El one Toro. heck of a yes. one, two, three punch. You don't get that at just any park that you walk into. That so, El Toro would get to you. Oh, El Toro is my it's my number seven currently. It's my second favorite Woody behind Voyage. I Oh, you got to get there. You got to go to Hollywood Nights at some point in your life and ride boys with the trim brakes turned off. I'm going for my fourth time this year, and we call those rides the Church of Voyage. Everybody yeah. gets redeemed. <laughs> it's it's my number two behind Iron Wazzy. And oh, yeah. uh, oh, and you know, talk about track work. That park maintains that coaster like no other. It yeah. maintains, and it's it's because last last year they had it. Oh gosh, they had done a ton of track work on it. They had that thing running so well. I mean, it was literally so fast. Multiple people were saying, "Like, how is this thing even staying on tracks?" It was so fast, and I, I went back in the fall, and I noticed it was developing a couple of little potholes, and interestingly enough. They announced at an event shortly thereafter that they're retracking that entire that entire part of the coaster for this season. I mean, they are just right on top of it, yeah, right they, on top of to, everything. But in they, you have, yes, you have to be, and that park does an incredible job. And Gravity Group again, you know, with their, you know, with their retracking and their you know maintenance it's incredible work that they do and i'm you know el toro i'm excited to see what it runs like once they get it back open with all of the extensive work that they're doing on it now i i enjoyed it i liked it very mm -hmm. much when we rode but i you know i did notice that so you know certain seats certain rows were definitely a whole different ride experience from others. For me, it was the next to back row in the left seat. Next, okay, I know what seat you're talking about. Yeah, that was like the golden seat for me, and it it took. I like the front row too. The front was nice. The back, I felt my head a little bit, but once they get all that track work done, I think it'll be fun. But um, you know, you don't get a one, two, three punch like that. With coasters no. and very many parks no. that sticks with you in your head like that. And we did, we went at a good time. Jersey Devil, that was my son's 300th coaster. We Ooh. got 25 rides on that in like an hour. I mean, yeah, that line, that line moves quick. It's incredible. We got 12 on El Toro that trip, which was good because they had to cut it back to one train. And oh. um, came to call. I think we wound up with. Something around 10 or 11 rides on that. I've heard a lot of hate thrown at Kane to call. It's yeah. it, it rattles. I just found that that invigorated the ride a little bit. Don't ride it in the back, only ride it in the front. I liked it in the back just fine. And I actually liked it better than Top Thrill Dragster, which is a hot take because uh, here was my reasoning. The the seat, the backs of the seats on Top Thrill Dragster 
they angled out some. And I made the mistake of putting my arms up on the launch on Dragster. And it pinned my arms all the way back and put bruises, big bruises right here. It hurt. It's like my arms were getting stabbed a whole lot. I couldn't get them loose. And yeah, um, yeah, and I'm keen to call. I kept my hands up the whole ride. I just leaned my head forward a little bit. So the restraints, you know, didn't bother my head. I found it very comfortable. I like I like both of them. I did like yeah. top because of the lap bars, but I still like King to Cut better because of the air time hill after the drop. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see what they do with the reimagining of that rod. You and I both. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Okay. So now I would like to talk about your history as an enthusiast. We've talked about your history with rides and that sort of thing. We all have a story, you know, with how we came into the enthusiast community and, you know, kind of what's kept us in it and engaged and interested in riding coasters and meeting people and being part of it. How did you become an enthusiast and what coaster in particular made you an enthusiast if there was uh, one that did? Oh, yeah. Um. So my aunt, my godfather, um and my cousins they we all they're all coaster people you know they love they like roller coaster anytime they weren't like oh i need to go ahead this month next month it was just a you know a fun time you know oh we in the park we getting on everything mm -hmm. so my godfather used to always take me to coney island and i used to say oh i want to go to that place on tv and i was talking about great adventures so my cousin Mom, which is my aunt, she always used to throw bus trips, you know, to Dorney Park or Great Adventures. Those are the only two parks I will always go to, mostly Dorney Park. And when I would get in the park, you know, with Great Adventures, I would, you know, be a little scared to get on the rides mm -hmm. and stuff. You know? I would do Skull Mountain, but I wouldn't, you know, like do the other bigger rides. So I was with my mom and my aunt one day. We were in line for Medusa. And it was like, come on, come on, I'm getting on. I'm like, nah, I don't, I'm next ride. So then when I got home, I said, man, I should have got on. I should have got on. So then next time we went to Donnie Park, same thing happened on Talon. He said, um, come on, let's get on. I'm like, uh, nah, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Got home, I said, man, I should have got on. So I went to Great Adventures one day. It was Fright Fest. And I said, I ain't punking out no more. I was I lost all my cousins, my friends. I lost everybody in the crowd. So I said, oh, that looks cool. It was Batman and Robin and Chilla. Stood mm -hmm. in line for one and a half hours. So I got on and I was like, okay, I like this. I like yeah. this. I couldn't do it. The line was so long. Went and did Batman. Mm -hmm. I was like, I like this. I was like, okay, I like this. I was about 12 at the time. Went to Great American Screen Machine. I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. This is awesome. Went home. I was like, oh, Auntie, can you throw another bus trip? Can you throw another bus trip? When the summer came again, Auntie threw a bus trip to Donny Park, and that's when I fell in love with Talon. It Talon is just great, Ember. I love that coaster. Yes. It just brought it out of me. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite, Ember. 
So it just made me not care about no other heights. I didn't, I was daredevil from then on, slingshots, everything. Awesome. And you know, my aunt, she had um lupus and scleroderma. And, you know, she was losing limbs and stuff as life went on. But she made it her life dream to ride King of and El Toro before she left this earth. And that's exactly what she did. And anytime a new coaster came out or World's Fastest or anything, she uh -huh. looks, looks, look. Uh, they got the World's Fastest coaster coming to Cedar Point. I said, you lying. They don't have that. They would never build something like that. People can't. I looked in the newspaper uh -huh. and it was. There it is. Wow. So I think, like, mm -hmm. what, two years later, look, they build these uh, great adventures in New Jersey. The same thing, but told, I said, you're lying. I looked in the paper, and there it was. So that was, like, one of my favorite aunts. And, you know, she loved coasters as much as I do. She didn't let nothing stop her. When that she was an amazing Cut, story. Yep. When she was getting on King of the Cut, they saw that she was missing, like, fingers and stuff. They was like, are you okay? She was like, yes, please strap me in so I could go, you know. And what she loved a it. woman she ride, it. yeah. Yeah. So she, them, all of them, my cousins, and mainly my aunts, they they got me into it. So anytime I was around, because I didn't have, at that time, I didn't get a phone until like junior high school. So when mm -hmm. I was a kid, anytime I got a chance to a laptop, if you go in the history bar, you would just roller coaster database, YouTube, yeah. roller coaster. So I would know my stuff a little bit early. Mm -hmm. So that's what got me there. And now I'm just like, I wish she was still here so she could enjoy the the, the trips that I take too. You know, I, I, I love it. I love that I grew up that way. Well, it's very clear that her spirit lives on through you. And I can just see the joy and the passion talking about her, you know, that she yeah. brought you and the experiences that um, you got to share with her will be yeah. with you always. And what a blessing for you to be raised in a family that loves coasters because I'm kind of on the opposite end of that. I'm the the outsider. Like, what in the world is she doing? <laughs> is she having a midlife crisis? What are you doing? Um, I don't. No, right no, on. no. I just found the thing that cures all ailments, all worries, all stress. I used to ride coasters some growing up my family wouldn't let me ride them a lot i was the youngest of three siblings and i was told you know literally they were scary i was gonna fall out and yeah. i wasn't really allowed to ride much at all we'd go to king's island once a year i rode the beastie known as woodstock express now <laughs> um a few times and it was about it. Eventually, I don't even remember when I got to ride the racer once or twice. I did get to ride it backwards. It, when it ran backwards, that was fun. Oh, and I, I wanted to do more, but they wouldn't let me. Um, I don't remember when I did get to ride King Cobra. And that was actually a good stand-up. I don't remember any pain involved with that one. We won't discuss many <laughs> experiences on stand-ups that have followed. Although, the one at Great Adventure wasn't horrible. It was one of the decent ones I've been on recently. But uh, it was actually Diamondback at Kings Island for me. I uh, 
my son, he was born 2005. And I quit riding coasters completely after he was born with his autism and stuff. He, well, of course, before he was born, I didn't ride while pregnant. But um, with his autism and stuff, he was he was scared of everything. He wouldn't ride anything. And then my daughter was born in 2009. And she was too short to ride a lot. She wasn't really scared. But she was what we refer to as vertically challenged <laughs> for a long time. And um, I sat and looked at Diamondback and stuff at King's Island for a long time. And I didn't get to ride it. Now, I, I did have the experience of riding. I rode Son of Beast with the loop before I had my son. I actually enjoyed that. I rode it a few times. And I rode Vortex back when it ran well before it became... A brain boxer, and I enjoyed that one. But uh, Diamondback for me, it was back. I was telling you about when my son had us had me go to those coaster kids meetups. Mm. When we went to that second one in 2019, the night that I decided I was going to start losing weight, you know, and really get my my life together, it was that ride on Diamondback that changed my life. We did last train of the night. It was at one o'clock in the morning at Haunt. And um, my son and I had started riding down back in 2018. And I had put my hands up on the ride, but I had never let my fear go and put my hands up on drop. Not <laughs> one time, scared to death. And I finally did it that night. I was riding with my daughter. And I put my hands up on the drop for the first time. And then she looked at me in the ride and she's like, now put your feet out, mom. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to die. I'm like really contemplating life choices. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Did uh, you do it? Yes, I did it. And it was the <laughs> first time I relaxed enough to feel airtime. Okay. I just, cause you know, when you're stapled and fighting everything oh, and I was man. so big at the time, I could literally just about keep myself all the way down the seat. You know, feel real good and secure like that. When I finally felt airtime and I felt just all that stress, all the negativity, all the worry, just whoo, every airtime hill just flowed out of my body. Yeah. That was the, that was the ride that that literally lit a fire in my soul. It brought me out of that five-year depression and, you know, really just gave me some motivation. I'm like, I want to meet more people. I've had a, the best time today I've had maybe ever, you know, making yeah. friends. <laughs> I want to ride more coasters. I want to fit on more coasters. I want to be able to walk around parks and not be in pain. That's That's what made me an enthusiast right there. Yeah, I see a lot of people... A lot of people, they, they change, like, you know, they'll post, you know, I used to do the walk of shame, but now, you know, I'm fit. You know, I, I see a lot of change with people like that really love coasters and they do something about it. Yeah. And that's actually, and that's actually a part of our of coaster challenge that we're really excited about. We're expanding from a podcast in the fall. We're going to become the coaster challenge network. And we're going to have a full, fully operational YouTube channel. And the first component of our YouTube channel 
is going to be a series with me and my son called Trimming for Coasters with Kim and Jay. And we're going to be, and I've got a, I've got a uh, lineup of people set to do video interviews that are sharing stories of their weight loss. Some have already lost the weight. Some are in the process of losing the weight, you know, to, with the mission of riding coasters, you know, talking about different eating habits that work for different people, you know, because one thing's not going to work for everybody. You know, right. what type of what types of exercise work for different people? We're, my son and I are also going to be providing exercise videos like how to, you know, and how he does an exercise versus how I have to modify it as a 47 year old with arthritis, but how we still get the same results, you know, trying to reach it across different age bands and that sort of thing. We're also going to be talking about how to eat healthy when you are on the road and in amusement parks, how to get an exercise and activity when you're traveling, you know, which can be a challenge, especially with the food and stuff in parks, if you don't really know what to look for. Um, we're also going to be looking into interviewing park culinary staff as well, doing like video interviews and stuff. So we're really excited about that. Because I've, I've had a number of people that um, have mentioned this. And um, Andrew was actually the one, our other executive producer, that had the idea. So I'm, I'm very excited to get this next component right. of this up and rolling. Because I think it's just, it's going to help a lot of people. And not just my son and I helping people, but, you know, hearing what's working for other people. I think mm -hmm. that's going to be helpful for many people that are out there that are on the same mission we're on we all just want to ride coasters and have fun so right. as enthusiasts i know a lot of people count coasters i didn't even oh. know that a coaster count was a thing at first when i started and i finally sat down and compiled my list i've currently ridden 365 coasters oh, i'm wow. looking yeah, I'm looking forward to hitting 400 this summer. That's going to be looking to be up at Canada's Wonderland. I think my son is he's going to do Leviathan for 400. I told him I would take Behemoth since I got El Toro. <laughs> he, he took Jersey Devil. I insisted on in El Toro. I wouldn't give it to him. But I told him this time he could have the Giga. What's your current coaster count? 225. 225? What was number 200? Number 200 was, because um, I remember, it was still ill. Um, That's a good at, one. Uh, mm -hmm. That was actually a good coaster. Do you remember what 100 was? 100. Um, where was I when I did 100? 100, 100. I think 100 was um, Hagrid's. That's a good one. Great family coaster. My 100th was a uh, time traveler, Silver Bar City. And okay. 200 was a day I'll never forget. It was the day we had a coaster challenge meetup. It was my first visit down to Islands of Adventure. And boy, did we have to plan this out and make sure we hit the nail on the head. But um, it took some finagling 
because my son is three credits behind me. So we, I had to let him catch up for a little bit. But we got number two hundred. <laughs> we had, we got number two hundred together on Velocicoaster, and the people from oh. Coaster Challenge. We filled up a whole train on that ride. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that was fun. And then three hundred was El Toro, and I just I keep hoping I can make like some of these bucket list coasters, the milestones. And oh, it's so looking well. like with what I've got planned this year that. Canada's Wonderland, the the behemoth and Leviathan thing's going to happen. Fingers, toes, arms, and legs crossed. But I've got plenty of wiggle room on this one, so I, I think I'm going to be able to do it. For me, it might be um, Canada. I was in in August. I was thinking Canada or Six Flags over Mexico. So I'm still contemplating the uh, guest that we just. Andrew just interviewed recently. His interview aired today, actually. Bradley Edel, mm -hmm. he has 1,300 coaster credits. One of his recent coaster trips was to Mexico. Okay. And if you, well, if I think, if, if you listen to his interview. Yeah, I'm going to go and listen yeah, to his. That is uh, mentioned as well. Yeah, you know, Bradley's been a few places. <laughs> Thirteen hundred. Oh, that makes my number looks like a dot. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all. It's all about the fun. Um, you told me about your milestone coasters. Do you have any idea yet what you would like number three hundred to be? Um, I'm so close to three hundred, so. I would like number 300 to be Starfall Racers and um, Universal Epic Universe that's not been built yet. Mm -hmm. I would like that 300. I mean, it doesn't open until 25, so I'm pretty sure I can get 75 coasters elsewhere in between that time. Now, I've not researched Epic Universe much yet just because i've been so busy i've not with work and everything i've not really had time to sit down and read the details what type of coaster is that going to be this is going to be at mac rides Ooh. mac rides um it's a uh, multi-launch has two launches and it's dueling and they intertwine a lot is it going to be one of the spinning ones or just no, it's not. It's not okay. going to be spinning. Okay. The, um, okay. They are going to have, um the spinning one, but it's going to be on the other side of the park. Oh, but I've I've seen this coaster in person. The um the Starfall races, the dueling one. When last okay. time I was in Florida for my birthday, yeah. I saw I rode past it. The airtime hill is un, but the first one. Oh after, my god! Unbelievable. And it's that's when. That's when I'm not returning to <laughs> Universal. Until Epic Universe is built, because it's expensive, you know. I'm only down there. I'm only down there once a year, and I mean, this past year, you know, this last trip to save money. I mean, I had my Busch Garden Sea World pass. I got that on a Black Friday deal back in 2021. The rates stayed the same. It hasn't increased. In. Yep, me too. So. I just I took that say my use it a number of times at Bush Gardens, SeaWorld. Um, 
I was originally thinking of going to Islands of Adventure, but I'm like, you know what? We still don't. I'm a I'm a credit chaser too. I mean, I'm a diehard credit chaser. If there are credits in the area, my God, I don't care if it's the rankiest, dinkiest, kitty little coaster on the planet. If I can get my butt in the seat and they'll let me on, I'll ride it. That's just <laughs> and none of my trips are complete without these silly little credit chases we do. We'll take a whole day and just drive around to different places. Why not? If I could yeah. do it, I would. We um, But we hadn't been to Legoland and Peppa Pig. So I decided to go there this trip instead of Islands of Adventure because I've already been to Islands of Adventure twice. And um, I think next year when we go back to Florida, I'll still have the Bush Seas Pass. So I'll probably use that. But the focus is going to be Disney because we haven't been there. And try, you know, try to get that's going to be where the money is spent is is there. And then when we go back to Florida the next time, then Epic Universe should be ready. And we'll go back to Universal at that point in time. But I'm, I can't wait to see everything that that park has. It just has me, like, I watch it at least couple times a week is it's a it's a it's a good POV. I'm gonna have to get caught up. Works had me but works had me buried alive lately and I've not had as much time as I would like to follow that. But I'm sure that park is going to become even more of a destination park once it's complete. So let's talk about rare coaster credits i was just on facebook the other day i saw a post that was asking you know do you have any rare coaster credits mine i actually have two that i don't think many people have written are you familiar with the uh john ivers backyard coasters blue flash and blue tea yes yes i have both of those credits oh i rode in July of 2021. It oh. took me over six months to make that happen. And it happened. So, um, with that being said, Blue Flash, if you're ever able to get on that thing, right at your own risk. <laughs> That's all I'm going <laughs> to say about that one. That's what I was told, too, by the people that currently own it. <laughs> I was trying to make a reservation to get the rare credit on the X axis coast at the facility, but I didn't do it yet. So do you have any rare credits? Mm, yeah. Um Batman and Robin Chiller. Okay. That's one of my rare credits. Um the second one I doubt it's a rare credit because many people probably have it, but dueling dragons, I would mm-hmm. say. That's not what I have. Um, I don't know Hercules at Donny Park. Yeah, I don't have many rare credits, but the most rare credit that a lot of people do not have is Batman and Robin and Chiller. And what was that ride like? That was my first launch coaster. <laughs> that was my first launch coaster. My first forward and backwards. That coaster was. It was like. 
into the future and back. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, what was that? Yeah. It was for it being my first launch coaster, it was I couldn't believe the speed I was going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 70 miles per hour wasn't that fast. It's not that fast to so many people, but you gotta remember I was 12 and that was my first launch coaster. So I was like, whoa, you know, me, I had my hands up like. And I'm just looking around. I'm looking backwards. Forwards looking around me. We going backwards, and I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." But I, I was amazed at it. I wanted to ride it again, but that line was four hours long. Couldn't yeah, wait. I wouldn't even blame you. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more detail now. Blue two, blue two ran great. Blue flash. It John Ivers no longer owns these coasters. He sold them. I don't remember what year he sold them, but they're at uh, Haunted Hoochie up in Columbus, Ohio now. And um, the people that own them now, they're not open to the public. They will never be open to the public. Ah, uh, okay. They're not inspected by the state. Uh, and they don't charge the ride. Because they're not, you know, they're not allowed to. It's not open. So, you know, I was able to get the guy to show up and meet us when the place was closed mm-hmm. to ride the coasters. But um, I was raised in a very small town, less than 10,000 people. As I say, this, these are good old, good old redneck boys <laughs> taking care of this coaster. And uh, they, they take care of it their own way. I mean, wheel gets bent, take a hammer, just beat it on back on there. I'm, I'm telling you. And uh, uh, Blue Flash, that little that cork that corkscrew on that thing, it, it pulls it pulls more G's than Diamondback. Well, and hey. God told me, He said, "I'm telling you." He said, "Mate," he said, "Right at you." He said, "I'm not responsible." If you have to go to the chiropractor when you get off, <laughs> he said. He sometimes said I've seen some people ride this; they they can't even walk off of it. I said, okay. I said, tell me how to ride. I said, tell tell me how to ride this. So he he made it real clear, and I mean it's it's you know small and compact. So I mean the thing moves fast, real fast, and it's everything's just very you know. He said, as soon as you hit the bottom of the drop, he said, don't lean, throw yourself. I'll never forget this. And I only wrote it once. But he said, throw yourself as hard as you can to the right. He said, with all the force you got, throw yourself to the right. He said, as soon as you do that, throw yourself to the left. So, I mean, and then, you know, just brace, brace through that corkscrew with all you got. So I did just that. I mean, literally just threw myself. Very hard. Right, left, brace. I walked Uh-oh. off of that thing just fine. But he looked at me <laughs> when I got off. He said, you want to ride again? I said, no. I'm not tempting fate, fate twice. <laughs> but, and I'll tell you, when my son was going up, he went up before me. Something dropped off the lift hill. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> Some wood or something. He was yelling, going up to the lift. He said, what was that? I said, everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> keep going. And um, my daughter rode, my son rode, I rode. And then the lady, we were with two friends. The lady that rode after us, a wheel broke. And her husband didn't get to ride. Man. Yeah, so it's it's one of those deals. Okay, yeah. I was but, wondering. Uh, yeah, I'm not like I said, I'm not afraid much. And okay. uh I'm not afraid much. And I just I always operate on the mindset God's gonna take care of me. And if he doesn't, my time hey. to go, I guess. I just don't, you know, I don't worry about stuff like that. And yeah. um it was definitely an experience that I won't forget. He invited us back to write again to do this blue flash documentary. And I politely declined. I, I didn't want to write it again. I'm telling you, I did not want to write it. It's, it's, <laughs> I it's, by your face. it's a little shady, a little shady. I, I did it right once. I don't, I don't know, know if I, <laughs> I, I want to go again. I thought I'd tell him never that one. Okay, so I know you talked about the fact that you travel, and I've seen you know through the videos and stuff that you produce on social media that you definitely like to get around. What new coasters are you most excited to experience this year? Definitely Wildcat and Airy Force One. Those two are my, I have to get those two before the year is out. I mean, Surf Coaster, yeah, fine and dandy, no, but I've done a stand up coaster, even though that's a different generation. Yeah. But Wildcat and Airy Force One, mm -hmm. those are the main two. And specifically, Airy Force One, everybody's been saying good things about Airy. You know, I wrote it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh -huh. You had to say about it. Yeah, I know it, it's great. And I'll tell you, it honestly took me by surprise, and it took some time to want to grow on me, like I three hundred five did. Um, mm -hmm. we sh we drove up that day from Orlando. Took nine hours to get there. We started riding. At, I think we left at like. Gosh, like six fifteen or something in the morning. It was early. Um, I don't sleep a lot on my coaster trips because if I do, I'm never going to get anywhere. <laughs> sleep when I get home. But um, we showed up in the afternoon, fun spot. We started riding about four o'clock that day, and I mean, it's a fun spot in the middle of nowhere, honestly. So there's never yeah. any big line or anything. We had plenty of time. We did shopping. We got videos, pictures, and got still rode 21 times that day. And um, which for me to get there that late and still have time to do, you know, that much, right. I was very happy. And I felt like I really got to get a good feel for the ride. I'll tell you, at first, I was like, I don't know. It was fun. I liked it. I mean, there's not a bad RMC out there. But um, the bunny hops at the end, they were getting my thighs. <laughs> and, um, but it's like I was talking about the Intimidator 305, too. 
like the the everything up until the bunny hops is insane. And the last inversion was giving me a grade out. The only other coaster I even get a gray out on, only other RMC that gives me any gray out is, is Iron Wazi. I don't get that on Still Vengeance. I don't get Iron Wazi's it. And right. um and Iron Wazi gets me out of Iron Wazi and Boys are the only two coasters that get me out of breath. And then you get the gray out with Iron Wazi, it makes it even better. But yeah. um for me. But anyway. I'm like, okay, yes, it's short, but the pacing, pacing on this thing is is crazy, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's faster than it is, honestly. But those bunny hops, I'm like, okay, I got to see if I can do something with these bunny hops, you know, because <laughs> this this thigh killing, it's killing my joy of the ride a little bit here, you know. So is that, is that quad down different from lightning rod if you've ridden lightning rod? Oh, I've ridden lightning rod. Yeah, I don't get I don't get the thigh pain on lightning rod. Okay. All but right. uh, I'm telling you the, the airtime, especially on those bunny hills at Air Force One, it violent, violent Ooh. airtime. I mean, I it's can't. not like Iron Gwazi is easy. For me to ride. This is violent. Crazy airtime. So. It took me probably four or five rides. To figure some things out. I moved the restraint down. Just a couple of notches. I still left. You know about a fist top to bottom. For Mm airtime. Got my feet. I pulled my feet up off the floor. I'm short so I can do that. And. Made myself relax more than even I, I thought humanly possible, you know. And on those buddy hills, just literally, ugh, you know, just literally moving like be one, be one with the ride, and just you know, give yourself completely to it. That did it. It got rid of the thigh pain, and um, now it does break very hard at the end. So I just had to make sure. Soon as I hit that last bunny hill, feet planted on the ground, you know, and I would just push myself up a little bit so it didn't throw me. But that did it for me. Once I could get, you know, once I found a way to make it not do that, the more I rode, the more I fell in love with that coaster. And people say, oh, it's short. It's it's a coaster. It's a great coaster. It is. And I mean, it's, it's my number three now. And uh, Wildcat's Revenge. My God. I mean, you've got this underflip that looks insane. It's and, it's, and it's got the duration. It's like still vengeance just about. So. With this, no block break. <laughs> yeah. No break run, I mean. Yeah. Me. So this is going to be. Yeah. A hell of a coaster. Yeah, yeah. Hershey Park did it with this one. I mean, Hershey Park has an awesome lineup. They do. They, they're working with their height requirement, their their mm-hmm. height restriction, and it, they're doing it. They they really are. Um, 
And the other ones I'm excited for this year, there's a few. Um, Ravine Flyer 2. I've heard really good things about that. People call it the mini voyage. I love yeah, the voyage. And um, getting that last North American giga, Leviathan. I've heard good things about Behemoth. And I've also heard that Yukon Striker is one of the best okay. dive coasters. So I'm looking forward to those. But I'm really hoping I have the time to get back to Hershey Park this year. If not, it might get pushed back till next year. But um, my summer break is going to be a couple of weeks shorter than it usually is. Okay. So I'm just going to have to see how much time allows for. We also do some traveling in the fall and stuff, too, when I get breaks. So I'll see what opportunities present themselves because I'm really hoping to be able to get on that coaster this year that I think it's got a very good possibility of running neck and neck with Airy Force potentially being even better. It's hard to say. And one thing I've learned is never, ever, ever judge these coasters based on POVs. I learned that with three I-305. Oh, yeah. And I, I, heavily, that. I, I heavily underestimated Iron Gwazi based on the POV big time. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I'm like, I don't care what the POV looks like. I don't care how long the ride is. I have to get on the ride and experience it for myself. And I don't yes. listen to other people's opinions either. Nope. I like mm -hmm. my own. Yep, absolutely. So one of the things that, um, or should I say the main thing, that got my attention with wanting to interview you and talk to you and learn more about you and hear your story is seeing your post on Facebook and Instagram, which can be very entertaining. I think I first saw you on uh, Facebook and watch these videos where you're on like some of the biggest craziest like most intense thrill rides in the world and there's just no expression whatsoever <laughs> it's great and I looked up looked you up on Instagram and I'm like oh my gosh this guy has an absolutely huge following and I, I can definitely see why because like the more the videos I've seen, <laughs> the more I want to watch. And it's just, it's, it's fun. And it's like, how can he legitimately look that hot <laughs> and chill, <laughs> you know, on that level of a ride? And it, it has me curious. Tell me more about your experience as a digital content creator like the sorts of things i'd like to talk about are you know what kind of it's what inspired you to get started and then you know how many followers do you currently have what challenges have you faced you know and what positive impacts have you seen that this has had on you and other people um, for one, um, how I got started was during the pandemic. Um, 
I started traveling a lot. That was like 2018 was like, you know, I figured out that I like traveling and I, I would have like my friends take me to the parks and stuff, you know, whenever they can. And it's like, wait, I'm old enough to travel on my own. So I started traveling on my own. So um, during the pandemic, I went to a lot of parks. I went to a lot of parks that I never went to. Before the pandemic, I've only visited one Six Flags. The end of that season, I've went to about five or six. So the pandemic kind of helped me like figure out what I want to do and it helped me like, you know, it's like I'm like, okay, create an Instagram page just for roller coasters. Just post pictures that you know you do, uh, you take places that you go. And I just started doing it, not looking for a bunch of likes, but showing like, look, there's this coaster out there. You probably haven't seen this one. And there there are a lot of people out in the world that have never seen a coaster that all of us have seen here in America. They could be somewhere else in the world. Oh my gosh, where is that? That looks fun. It's not over there. They never saw it. So, you know, it's interesting to them and they share it and people start to like it. So, you know, one day um, there's two videos that went got me viral, which started me posting more often every day. The first video was um, Griffin at uh, Bush Gardens. Um, people amazed at the drop, the pause, and then the drop, and then also before the drop on the right side of the uh, camera, there would be like, um, say, ah, in the Coca-Cola bottle. So that would catch a lot of people's attention. I got like maybe four point million on that video and then i posted it again maybe like a month later i got maybe 10 million on that and then be viral contacted me was like hey can we use your video this was for the one on the uh, drop tower the um drop tower at six five magic mountain dr doom they were amazed with that um they were meant about that and stuff uh I'm not sure how and why I'm able to like keep strong, like not strong faces, but like my calm face. It rides relax me. They're very relaxed. And sometimes I'll say this so ev that everybody understands me for the people that's listening to the podcast. During the first hour of the day, that drop will get me. I'm not going to lie to you. Off camera, my face will scringe up, my, my 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 stomach will drop. But after the third ride or the different ride or something, you know, my I'm calm. This is my therapy session. Like I'm enjoying this. Like you know, like people be like, "Oh, who wants to see your face? Who wants to see the ride?" I'm just showing, like you know, how calm and relaxing a roller coaster can be instead of how scary people think they are and stuff like that. You know, because when I'm in a think park. That's this. This is my, not my territory, but that this is where we belong. This is where we belong for the day. You know, we're enjoying ourselves, and I just want people to look at coasters as fun instead of saying, "Oh, well, they're dangerous stuff. Uh, accidents happen. Things happen all the time." No, it's this is how we have fun. You know, I just want people to see that. And um, for Graham. I have 174K followers. For TikTok, I have 195K followers. And 
I'm not sure what I am sure I do know what the people like, but I just want to know. I just want to put myself in their shoes to see what they see in my content that they like so I can keep that coming. Although I, I try to, you know, post for everyone, you know, post different things, different angles, different subjects inside the thing parks. But I try to I try to post everything they would want to know or anything that looks interesting for people to have questions. Um, where is this? Um, when was this built? Uh, you know, just simple and general questions they might have. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, that's what this podcast is about is theme park therapy. And um, you and I really see eye to eye on the relaxation part of coasters. And, um, you know, that's something I tell people about me. Now, I don't know if it's as much with my face or not, because I've never actually recorded myself riding a coaster. We like to do funny stuff, you know, for the cameras and stuff, but we know we're going to, you know, get our picture or whatever. But, um they relax me and any coaster that I actually cannot remain quiet on it, it it's it's one of the god tier coasters I mean it's yeah. it's it I can't I, I find it impossible to stay quiet the whole ride on Iron Gwazi it just doesn't happen <laughs> now voyage the, the tremulous voyage is a different beast Sometimes that thing's it, it, it just, I, I don't even know. It's such an out-of-body experience. It's so fast. It's so insane. I couldn't make a sound if I wanted to. <laughs> I, I, that's the best way I can describe it. And I'm out of breath like right. I've been running a marathon when the ride's over. <laughs> and uh, that's yeah, like that. And uh, Air Force One was like that. And uh, okay. after that, I'm quiet, honestly. So there's, there's a big, there's, there's a real big gap between my top two and my three, but then there's an even bigger gap. Number four is still, still Vengeance, but there's a, there's a galaxy between number three and four. For me, you know, just as far as experience, but tell people that because they're like, what do you get out of riding all these coasters? This is my relaxation. This is my therapy. And kudos to you for showing that to people because, you know, and now that I hear it from you firsthand, I get it. Because you know, from the outside looking in, it can be it's like why is he are you having doing? any fun? What right. is he doing? But yet it's addictive. You want to watch the video again <laughs> and again and again. Like, what exactly is he is he experiencing here? And um but yeah, that's exactly what it does for me. And I'll I'll show you another quick story too. Back in uh late November going into into December, I had a completely random awful thing happen. It was right over thanks right before Thanksgiving. I was eating popcorn and I accidentally broke a tooth. Like broke the tooth. And so I went to the dentist 
and um, they had it scheduled to, you know, fix it up and put a crown on it. They put a temporary crown on it. And um, by the time it came around to put the crown on it, mid-December, it wasn't feeling right. Like, it hurt. I couldn't bite. It didn't hurt constantly, but I couldn't bite down on it. And I couldn't hardly brush back there. It would still hurt. So I mentioned that to the dentist before he put permanent crown. So he's like, well, we better hold off on this. He sent me across town to another guy who did a 3D x-ray on it and discovered this only happens in like 1% to 2% of people. Of course, I was one of the lucky ones that I had something called resorption where my body was actually eating the tooth down inside the canal. It was developing oh. a major infection, which could have gotten into my bloodstream and been potentially fatal. So they're like, oh, okay, you know, this, this tooth needs to come out now. You've you got to get, get this out. So easy enough, went by across town the same day, dentist took the tooth out, thought I'd be good to go, right? wrong answer uh all this pain set in over christmas break when the dentist's office was closed i i the only pain i would compare to this was childbirth it was that bad oh, i'm not kidding you all day every day pain it was radiating top to bottom all the way across half of my face and it would, like, have these spasms and shoot up into my head. I would sit for, like, 45 minutes at a time with just an ice pack on my face and my mouth gaping open, just like, my God, would you make this stop? Um, I finally got into the dentist right after Christmas. Like, can you please tell me what is wrong and how to fix this? Because I just had a hole in my mouth. Well, basically two things had happened. Once they pulled that tooth, all hell broke loose with the infection that was down inside the canal. And um, I also developed a dry socket on top of that. So, yeah, I was in some of the worst pain I had been in. I was in in my entire life. So um, they put me on antibiotics, you know, just ride the course out. Well. In the meantime, I had decided over Christmas break to take this little impromptu coaster trip. And I usually plan things out in advance. And um, I didn't really plan this out much. I just watched the temperatures and made sure the coasters would be open. I'm like, why don't we, while we're off, use the passes. We'll go down. We'll spend the night at Carowinds. We're going to ride Fury. You know, then the next day we'll go... Spent about half the day at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Let's ride Pantheon some more. And then we'll go finish up at King's Dominion and ride Twisted Timbers that night. You know, that's what we I wanted to do. We decided we were going to have fun. Well, I was at the dentist. It was that Tuesday. We left for Carowinds. And yes, I was still in pain. I didn't care. I'm like, I'm hacker high water. I'm going to take this coaster trip before I kill somebody because I, I got to do something to get my mind off this pain. 
we left for Carolyn's Thursday morning. That night, after all my rides on Fury, all the pain was gone. I didn't have to take any more pain medicine. It left. It's the cure. And that, it never hurt again. It's the cure. Roller coasters are cure. They really are. I call it, I'm joking about it, but I'm serious. I call it the healing power of steam. No, people think we're playing when we say that. I will go to a park with a backache or something. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's gone. I've never experienced, I mean, I've experienced the stress relief and stuff, clearly from coasters. And, you know, the mental balance, you know, it helps you keep. But I didn't realize, yes, coasters can cure pain. Mm-hmm. Straighten out the back. Yeah. I will tell that story to anybody that will listen to it as many times as I can tell it because plus therapy is a real thing. <laughs> it is. And I take advantage of it every chance I get. Me too. <laughs> Me too, for sure. All right. So you have shared with us in quite some detail, and thank you for doing so, your experience as a content creator and um, some of the successes you've had, what tips do you have for aspiring digital content creators that are trying to get into the community? Um, All I, I can tell them, cause I just woke up, the algorithm just caught me by luck. So all I can say is, you know, Follow what you want to post. Um, you know, even if you just post just because and, you know, use hashtags. Um, um, try to post angles no one ever posted before or things no one never posted or, you know, things that you forgot to post. Just something that's interesting. You have to grab your audience within three seconds of them swiping because if they're not, you know, interested within three to five seconds, you know, they're going to swipe. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, you want them, you want to grasp a lot of audience to your page. Once you got a one or two videos that they like, you know, keep the reels coming, and then you will pop up on their newsfeed. I have family members and friends telling me, You're always popping up on my newsfeed. I don't know how you're always popping up on my newsfeed. Or uh, my friend, they keep showing me these videos, and I keep telling them that I know you and stuff. So it's like, you know, you can post. Little by little, and you know your things may get a lot. Also, because Instagram and Facebook is connected, you can make sure your accounts are linked. And when you post on Instagram, it'll you know automatically go to Facebook, and you have two, three times the audience. So okay. now we talked about your videos previously, where you had no reaction, and you know you've explained quite well. What you're trying to communicate with your audience with those videos. Are those the types of videos that seem to get the most attention from your followers? Or have you found more success with other content as well? Um, I find more success with the other content. Uh, the reaction videos are just, you know... It's, it's like, because I'm always putting out a POV or an off-ride footage, so 
sometimes I feel like the reaction video is a bit different. Um, even though there's some people do it, but you know, I'm not. I did. Um, it gave me an idea to do. I don't know his name, but when I find him and I find his name, I will definitely give him his credit because I didn't start doing it until I saw his video. He did the video on um Doctor's Doom uh and Six Flags Magic Mountain. So I got my idea from him and I just expanded my idea. So he's really why I did it. I don't know his name, but once I find okay. his name, I'll give him credit. But the reaction videos, it is just, you know, I don't I just want to show like how calm you can be on the coast of everything. Like I yeah. said, so scary, you know, is and no matter how, like even 305, I say it's so intense, but yet I'm so calm on it. Just mm -hmm. taking it what it's giving me, you know, just taking and that's my therapy. You know, your therapy session is you taking in with the person that's talking to you is, you know, you just take all of that in. And that's what I do when I ride coasters. I take it in. All right. Now, this next question, I want to make sure and give you some context as to why I'm asking it. We recently had a previous very young guest from our first season of our podcast unexpectedly pass away. Dustin Lystra was his name. He was, I believe, 16 years old. And, you know, when things like that happen, it really makes you do a yeah. double take, you know, on life in general. David, our executive producer and the founder of the podcast, was friends with Dustin as well. So this next question was added to our platform of questions, you know, keeping him and his legacy in mind. When you are gone from this world, what kind of legacy would you like to leave? How would you like your family, friends, and your colleagues to remember your life? Oh, everybody calls me the roller coaster boy. So they'll be there. I'll be remembered as the guy that rides coasters, the cousin that rides coasters. Everybody knows knows me for going to an amusement park. Anytime uh, people run into me on the street, I run into my cousins or any family members or friends. They, that first question is what they always ask, oh, how you doing? What next park are you going to? What's your next mm -hmm. park? That's always the question. So that lets me know that people actually do like what I'm doing. And yeah. even though it's different, they live from living for. Because I used to feel like, I used to feel like uh, ashamed, is, if, if that's the right word to mm -hmm. say. I used to feel ashamed. Yeah. I was so into Like, I felt like, you know, lame and stuff, but now it's like I'm embracing it now. Like I'm yes. I'm in a roller coaster group. I'm, I'm embracing it. And mm -hmm. it just feels so good because your roller coaster family knows how you feel. Yes. Especially when the like um like last uh, a few days ago, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, I went to urgent care because I had um a stiff neck or whatever. So I'm mm -hmm. laying on the medical bed waiting to come. So I'm scrolling. Uh, I see Midway Mayhem post about my blower. I forgot yes. about this. Up and I screamed. <laughs> you told me you screamed. I saw it on Facebook. I literally screamed when I saw this. I jumped up and I screamed. I <laughs> saw, 
myself to get the pain. So I hurry up and called my group. So everybody came on. I was like, y'all, hurry up. Y'all, look, it's important. I said, it's, it's a conversion. They was like, what's happening? I'm like, are you okay? I said, are you in the hospital? I was like, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, forget that. There's an RMC. They said, where? I said, mind blower. Everybody was like, oh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, forget the hospital, forget what's in the background. Yes. Right. <laughs> Iconic. Ignore. So, it reminds me like, if you've ever seen The Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Just listen to <laughs> what I'm telling you. It was like, it was so exciting for me and for all of us because it don't matter what time of the night is, three, four, five in the morning. We're cool, yo. They uh the new blueprint is out. Um, the permit they got a permit out. Oh, RMC just released this new blueprint. Oh, oh this coasters. That's we keep it on the on the line just like that. That's how I, we keep my coaster family. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it so much. Um, and you know, I was that way too because I guess I was sort of a late bloomer when it came to becoming an enthusiast. I'm 47 years old. I'll be 48 in November. And I started this craziness in, uh, well, it kind of started taking off during COVID. In 2020, as much as I could, I was, I'm a school teacher and I was stuck at home teaching virtually for a year and a half. It was awful. Awful, 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 mind-numbing. Like, so we started, I told you, I started losing the weight in 2019. Then, co- and the whole mission was for to ride coasters. And then COVID came along and I'm like, no, you know, this is. Yeah. I need my motivation here. So then I found out, you know, Cedar Point was still going to open. I didn't care if I had to wear a mask. I didn't care what I had to do. My God, I said I was going to fit on Millennium Force <laughs> this summer. I'm going. One way or another, we had to get those little access tickets and all that back then. It was definitely an interesting time. But, it you worked. know, that's when it all started for me. And people were literally, like you said, embarrassed, ashamed. Are you having a midlife crisis? Yep. What's wrong with you? I still get them in the comments. So you know what? Why not, while I'm at it, go on and start getting some coaster tattoos? (laughs) I want one. I just haven't found... I didn't find the perfect one yet, but I definitely want one. But it's it's just something, you know, at first... It made me question, what are people going to think? That sort of thing. But I just love it so much. I got to the point where I didn't care. As you should. And um, then the further I got into my weight loss. But I see back in college and stuff, I used to have all all these piercings and stuff. And... When I started gaining weight, talk about being ashamed. You know, I had this big, really big double chin. My face was really big. 
And so I started wearing my hair a lot down around my face and stuff, you know, trying to, I guess, cover that up as much as I could. And when I, when I started noticing my pictures and I'm like, wait a minute, I think I can actually get my hair out of my face now, you know, and I'm comfortable. I'm happy with what I see. I'm just, I want to get some piercings again. <laughs> and then it just, the more I started doing it, it just kind of unfolded a little at a time. Cause I'm an art, I'm an elementary art teacher too. I love color. Comfortable. And um, I don't even know how or when this started. I started finding these really, really beautiful opal colored beads. And slowly but surely, I've put together the, the colors of Fury and Orion, the B&M Gigas, and it coordinates perfectly <laughs> all the way across. It's <laughs> symmetrical. It's all lined up. And I mean, this literally took a couple of years, just like a little piece at a time here and there. And it just somehow came together. But I'm happier than I've ever been. And I'm not, you, say the worried, same. you know, I'm not worrying. If you don't get it, you don't have to get it. That's right. That's a you thing. That's right. <laughs> it's a you thing. Those that get it, those are your people. Mm. And I'm one of these people too. I love being around people, but I'm also good. I can go do it by myself. If need be. And that can be peaceful too. Because when I'm with other people, of course, I'm not going to go marathon a coaster when I'm with friends that want to, you know, do other things or whatever. I'm not going to treat my friends like that. Sure. If somebody shows up in a park to meet me, I'm going, my priority is spending time, you know, with mm -hmm. those people. I would never, you know, put a coaster over people. But some of my most peaceful days too can be when I'm by myself or it's just me and my son and we show up and I, we know we're, we're just going to marathon this day, you know, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. And um, so there's, there's peace and solitude to be found in that as well. You know, just depending on the day and the time and the people that are around or not around the day. I'm, I go to my home park by myself all the time anyway. It's like an hour and a half away from me. So mm -hmm. I already know what I do. I got a routine when I walk in the park. Um, I go to most parks if my group isn't going. It's a great experience either way, whether you're by yourself or with a bunch of people. It's just very different. Oh, yeah. Totally. Mainly when I'm by myself, that's when I'm catching all my content. I'm catching a lot of new content and stuff. Yeah. But I can still do that when I'm, when I'm with uh, friends. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So a lot of our listeners, one of the things I've been contacted about repeatedly is how they are inspired and how they, you know, look for advice and ways to help themselves through the different things that our guests talk about here on the podcast. What advice can you give to our audience that's listening to your story? I can say that um, 
well, taking the subject, well, not taking it out of roller coasters, but roller coasters or, or anything, any hobby that you have, any niche, anything that is your type of therapy, do not let anybody make you feel ashamed for liking it or doing it or, you know, doing what calms you down the best. Because I used to, you know, I'll be in class or school, summer camp, whatever, and like I, I will talk about roller coasters all the time. And, you know, not everybody talks, not everybody, you know, want to talk about roller coasters. So once I started to talk about roller coasters, you know, people will stop talking to me. Like, he's going to talk about roller coasters for like five, six hours. So my point is, and I would, I would tell you everything I know, manufacturers and all, but my point is, no matter what you like, keep liking it. Don't it doesn't matter if they make fun of you or if they don't like it or you know, just do what you do. And I took my own advice and you know, I'm going a little bit further. I didn't expect it at all. I didn't expect none of this. I just woke up and it was just the numbers just kept going. And it was like, okay, what do I do to keep doing this? And I work, save my money, travel, you know. That is absolutely fantastic advice. Do what you do well. Do it better than anybody. You're doing a fantastic job. Just do, you know, do yourself and do it, you know, go with it. Go with the flow. And I can tell you, people I have seen that do that, you know, make fun of other people, bring other people down. They're not happy themselves. Not they're not. It's it just doesn't make any sense. Like no. you know, we're human beings. We're supposed to uplift each other, even if we don't like the same things. Absolutely. And um, so. you know, if if your only means of joy is trying to bring down other people that are happy, you've got to do some self reflection and figure out what it's going to do. What type of changes you need to make. To find that happiness within yourself without needing to bring other people down to get there. The only thing that needs to bring me down is the drop tower when it reached the top. That's it. <laughs> that right there. That. Listen to the man. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Love that. Yeah. Now, our last question is perfectly fitting for you as a digital content creator because that's where... You can be found. What are the different social media handles that our audience can find you on if they would like to look at your content, learn more about you, and reach out and make contact if they wish to? Oh, um, everyone contacts me through Instagram, which is where most most everybody can contact me because TikTok don't everybody contact me. Facebook may let you contact me, but you can definitely find me Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. YouTube, I'm still working on, but I'm getting subscribers like every day. Um, and my name is Extreme Thrills. Once you type it in, you'll see my um, icon pop up as either red or blue, depending on the um, platform. But um, my Name is Extreme Thrills on um, all platforms the same. I won't have uh, no name changes on any of them. But yeah, I'm trying to work on getting more for YouTube. Um, I was working on my name, um, some animation and uh, an intro, basically. 
Okay. And I'll should be set soon. All right. Well, I will make sure and hop on there and subscribe. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me this evening and being our guest on the podcast. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for the experience. Appreciate you for having me. Uh, the honor has been all mine. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.